0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, July 18th, 543 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up six and three quarters at 610 and a half. November soybeans up 20 and a quarter at 1362 and a half. September Chicago wheat up 11 and three quarters at 788 and a half. September Kansas City wheat up five and three quarters at 843 and a quarter. September spring wheat up eight and a quarter at 915. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a review on that Apple app in particular. Could certainly use some more. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you. Uh, We hit 6,000 subscribers, I believe, on Friday. Next stop will be 7,000. So if you guys are not subscribed to the channel, make sure you subscribe. Leave me a comment. uh, Give me a crop update. Make sure you hit the like button button. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. Today, guys, I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day and on weekends during weather markets. Uh, Morning email has been going out at about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Tons of uh, charts, graphics, weather info, overnight headlines. My subscriber-only videos are part of this. On Friday, I did a mailbag video where I answer uh, subscriber questions. I miss the grain rally—that was the uh, title of it—and I had a lot of grain marketing-related questions from subscribers who said, "Joe, I missed the grain rally. What do I do now? I didn't sell enough. I didn't sell anything when prices were higher. How do I handle this moving forward?" So I discussed that in Friday's video, and then yesterday I did my Sunday weather update and also discussed the situation in regard to the funds, large money managers, uh, what's going on there. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today. Fifty dollars a month—you can cancel it any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Weekend rainfall in some areas of the Corn Belt was perhaps a little bit better than expected. This stuff in Illinois, eastern Iowa, parts of Missouri, uh, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, I think this was a little bit better than uh, what had been in the forecast. There were also some rains over central Nebraska, parts of uh, eastern South Dakota, a little bit over uh, parts of North Dakota and Minnesota. So I'll say that the weekend rains were maybe just a little bit better than what had been expected or what was in the forecast. Uh, On the radar this morning, you've got a system kind of over the delta here, Arkansas. Mississippi into Tennessee, uh, parts of Kentucky, southern Indiana, Ohio with some rain on the radar here this morning. I'm not sure what the accumulations uh, have been to this point. So the weekend rainfall, maybe the stuff this morning, maybe a little bit better than expected. Now in contrast, the forecast really doesn't look too great. You've got a little bit more rain being advertised, perhaps for the eastern Corn Belt. But the next seven days, at least in terms of the government map, is pretty dry. Most of Illinois, most of Indiana, Iowa, Minnesota, uh, the entire. Plains pretty dry. The heat is going to persist. You've got this massive heat wave in the uh, southern plains, and this week, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, South Dakota, they're going to run 10 to 12 degrees above normal on average. You're going to see some warmer than expected, temp- or warmer than normal temperatures rather in the Corn Belt also, but it's not going to be as extreme. The, the most extreme of the heat again will be Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, 10 to 12 degrees above normal. Generally speaking, a lot of stuff over 100. Degrees degrees. Uh, so that continues. So in regard to the weather, I mean, you've got like two different things. Over the weekend, maybe the rain's a little bit better than expected, but the forecast doesn't look great moving forward. You pull up these six to 10-day maps, still generally below normal rainfall for a lot of areas of least, maybe more uh, closer to normal for some areas. Temperature still above normal, and the eight to 14 looks pretty similar. So I, I suppose with the markets higher this morning, uh, maybe in regard to weather at least, you're trading uh, the forecast moving forward. I also think there are some things in the outside markets that are supportive today. I will talk about that stuff in a second. Large money managers or the funds continue to reduce length in the grain markets and fairly drastically. CFTC reported that the funds were net sellers of 29,000 contracts, 11,000 contracts of soybeans and 8,000 contracts of SRW wheat in the week ending July 12th. Since late April, large money managers have reduced their net long in the corn market by a whopping 2300 and. 34,000 contracts. So they were long like 360 something thousand at the peak. It was close to 129 as of last Tuesday. That's the smallest net long in the corn market since October of 2020. You've also seen a big reduction in length in the soybean market. They're down to about 91,000 uh, funds net short about 10,000 contracts of SRW wheat as of last Tuesday's close. So I've talked a lot about general commodity liquidation, large money managers offsetting length in commodity markets, and I'm not just talking about grains. You look at energies, you look at some of your outside soft commodities. Um, Commodities in general have been soft. Chatter regarding a Ukrainian grain export deal continues this week, and EU chief diplomat says that a deal could be signed this week. Now, meanwhile, uh, Bloomberg reported, I think on Friday, that big volumes of grain being shipped out of uh, the Russian-occupied Crimea Peninsula is an indication that Russia is shipping stolen Ukrainian grain in order for uh, any such deal to be activated this week or signed this week. I believe Putin needs to sign off on it. And as I discussed last week, Russia's leader has been pretty harsh when discussing the West, sanctions, all of those things. I find it hard to believe he's going to sign off on any such deal, but we'll see what happens. And when it comes to the markets, uh, U.S. wheat futures have already lost. $5 $5 a bushel from their high without a deal. So if they sign a deal, does that mean that we have to drop further? I'm not really sure about that. I'm not sure that this is like the biggest deal in the world anymore. I feel like this is kind of a stale story. It's an old story. If they if they do start to ship grain out of Ukraine, is it bearish? I don't know. We've already taken so much off of this thing. I suppose you could take some more off. The trend has certainly been lower, but uh, we've lost a lot of value in uh, wheat prices here over the last few months without any sort of deal. We had a no- Crush number out on Friday. This is the uh, National Oil Seed Processors Association. This report was out early on Friday. They usually come out at 11 a.m. Central, and it was out like way before that. I'm not sure exactly what happened with the schedule. In any case, uh, members of the National Oil Seed Processors Association crushed 164.677 million bushels of soybeans in June. That was pretty close to trade expectations. Down about 4% from May, but up 8% versus the same week last year. Uh, so this is a, a pretty good print, I'd say overall supportive. Uh, for the soybean market. June can be kind of a slow month seasonally, so it's not uh, abnormal to see kind of a softer number here. Soybean oil stocks were the lowest since September of last year, so I'd say the report was, you know, neutral to supportive, I guess, versus trade expectations. U.S. processors, of course, typically account for about half of all demand for soybeans grown in grown uh, here in the United States. So you always got to watch these crush numbers. Outside markets generally supportive this morning. So your commodity liquidation event is on hold at least for the moment. Could it be over? Yeah, that's a possibility too. Uh, The dollar index is sharply lower. The euro is at a one week high versus the dollar. Some US Fed officials signaled that they do not favor more aggressive interest rate hikes. Last week, following that hotter-than-expected CPI inflation number, traders began to discount the possibility of a full-point hike to the Fed fund rate this month, and now that chatter has been greatly reduced. Because there were some comments from Fed members, it kind of looks more like they're going to stick with this 75 basis point hike this month. So you've got uh, kind of risk on in commodities. You know, energies are higher, the stock market's higher, and the US dollar back lower, at least for the moment. The cattle market finished uh, lower on Friday. Cash trade was uh, nothing too exciting on Friday versus the stuff earlier in the week 137 in the south, uh, 144 to 145 in the north. We'll see if the cattle can uh, cooperate and. trade higher along with some of this outside stuff this morning. The U.S. dollar sharply lower. S&P 500 up 36 points in the futures ahead of the cash open. The Dow's up 270. Bonds are off. Gold's up 11 bucks. Crude up $1.80 in the September WTI 96.37. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow.